Welcome to Texas! He's a 10. I choose this family. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 20 of 911 Lone Star Roundup. I'm one of your hosts, Grace, and with me are my lovely co-hosts, Katie Hello. and EJ. Howdy. Today, we will be talking about season one of the original 911. Just like Lone Star, we aren't recapping the season. Um, we're just going to be talking about the highlights and what stood out to us and our thoughts on it. So, uh, let's get started. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is where uh, Lone Star came from. I mean, this is the beginning. This is. It's amazing to think of how far we've come. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I remember when it first came out, I was like, oh, this would be cool because it's, you know, they were going to talk about first responders. They were going to talk about the dispatchers. I was like, oh, this will be cool. I didn't recognize anybody in the cast, but I know I've talked in the Lone Star episodes that we've done that, you know, I do like like uh emergency type shows so i'm like i'll try it this looked to me like a show that i loved growing up emergency Mm -hmm. so when i first watched it it was years ago and i think i stopped partway through second season for no particular reason other than i just forgot to continue watching it (laughs) Um, and then i picked up a couple of years later i thought i'd done the the second season already so i picked up on third then was like this makes no sense (laughs) so i went back to watch it but yeah this is yeah <laughs> yeah no my friend andy she so i had first started watching it when it premiered i think it's january 2018 and then i watched the first season and i think i went back and watched part of the second season but i got i think i moved so then i didn't have the cable anymore to get fox or any of the tv networks and then i had a friend living in the area and i was at her house and she's like oh you should watch it and i was like oh yeah i used to watch it but honestly i went through a Brad Brad Falchuk and Brian Murphy's TV series before and wasn't really keen on it. after a while <laughs> glee so i was like real hesitant to kind of dig into 911 but she's like oh you gotta watch it again so we we watched it she had me watch a couple of episodes in season two and then i'm like okay so i got back into it and then really dug back in last uh no it's been two years now because you know i, was like, I still wow. never know what year it is <laughs> i know i was just, I was just thinking <laughs> i'm I was still like, stuck it was, in 2020 <laughs> same I was like, Halfway through season three was when I picked back up. So I caught up to end of season three, middle of season three. And then Lone Star happened, watched Lone Star. And then when it came, um, 911 came back, I started watching it again. So yeah, yeah kind of back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I definitely also, loved Buck in the beginning, though he had his issues. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, any anyone who's discussed this with me, I don't know how much I've really talked about it on the podcast itself because we're a 911 Lone Star podcast. But anyone who knows me knows that I've had issues with Buck. I like him in the later seasons, but mm-hmm. him in the first season is one of the reasons I don't watch the first season. Train wreck. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. Very good. Yeah. I Even though, like, he's explaining to season begins episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's explained, but that doesn't mean he's right. any better. <laughs> yeah. yeah and oh, then really. you know and the, the first episode is you know obviously it's the pilot so we're getting introduced to everybody so the first person we're introduced to is abby mm-hmm. and she's taking care of her mom and i'm like oh why am i getting into this because i've gone through all that you know taking care of my mom taking care of my dad at the same time you know my dad was a single leg amputee at the time my mom was going through cancer treatment so i like totally felt for abby you know like yeah. i knew where she was at but i didn't have a full-time job on top of that so like taking care 
care of my parents was my full-time job. I would not trade that experience for anything. I would do it again in a heartbeat, but... But it's a rough time. It is. And I I do remember, like, I can understand where Abby was struggling because, you know, she'd recently broken up with her boyfriend or, you know, now the ex and Mm -hmm. basically was taking care of her mom and working. So she didn't really have much of a break. And And the homies kept quitting or being driven out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The home care aides were like, you know some would be good for a little while or her mom would chase them away because <laughs> of you know she's got alzheimer's so she doesn't remember everything all the time and yeah, yeah. so I, I definitely felt for abby at the beginning and and i honestly through the whole season i liked abby and i felt like she was a really good character and for me like she went through the same things i went through the struggles i went through as like struggling with her mom and the health of her mom and i think she was good for buck but when we learn the difference in things later on in the series is when I really changed my tune on Abby. But yes. when she left, even, I was like, okay, she's going to see her do her own thing because she needs some time to herself. I can understand that because I kind of had to do the same thing. You kind of have to rediscover yourself after putting yourself into so much taking care of other people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... like, she is not only taking care of her mom, she's also a 911 dispatcher. So literally mm-hmm. her whole life is dedicated to helping others, yeah. which is great, but you crash yeah i'm actually same boat um like not personal experience wise but i liked abby first season and she was good for buck Mm -hmm. i think they didn't do her justice continuing the season Mm -hmm. Um, like they just kind of did really wrong by her and i didn't like her in the later seasons obviously like she was not great um (laughs) yeah but yeah it's i have no real complaint with her in the first season like she's fine yeah like i I didn't mourn when she left right yeah and because she left at the end of season one so you know you don't know what you're coming back to in the new season so um yeah and i think at the time that season one ended we weren't even sure they were going to be renewed for a second season and yeah so i think you know it was there were some elements of her character that i didn't like but i I think Buck really needed some grounding and I think she really helped with that and gave him a different perspective on life um, that he she hadn't helped had. mature. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people <laughs> are like, no, he matured on his own. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I think he would have matured slower if he hadn't had somebody kind of there to like, not seek advice from, but experience. The way yeah, I see that it sense. is she jolted him onto the path of maturity and he continued the work on his own. Yeah, that's Because very like good even when she left, he was still trying to be a better person. Yeah. And like he was still growing up and he made some important choices for himself. And the most mature of which probably and you know, we're going to get to the season in another episode, but like like second season, making the decision to leave that person behind yeah. like she really you know th- there was a lot that happened there but she's the one that propelled him into it yes yeah i mm-hmm. i do agree but like i don't think she's the only like i feel like a lot of the people like and stuff at the 118 really helped buck mature i don't think she yeah. like deserves all the like credit for him. Right, right i think relationship wise yeah she gets that <laughs> But like otherwise, but like if, Bobby and Hen. Bob, and, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. I think especially Bob- Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, I think, would be, like, the number one person that probably helped him mature because, like, he did so much shit, which we'll talk about, and, like, he didn't stand for it, so he, like, helped him, like, kind of, like, get his act together. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Bobby held him accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. He held him to the standards of an adult, and Buck failed to meet it at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even... 
even the pilot, the first episode, we saw a huge change in Buck. Yes. Yeah. Just even in that one episode. Um, because he was kind of going from a kid to an adult in some ways. Yeah. And you're right. Bobby did hold him accountable for his actions. And, you know, and we, as moving on, especially because we're talking about Bobby, you know, we learn Bobby's got a rough past. Yeah. You know, he's got this book and he's talking to the, the priest at the church and he's, you know, explaining that, you know, this. 148 people are in this book and then he's writing down the names of the people he saves and you know how he lost his wife and his daughter and his son um we don't know why i think exactly how i don't think we're told for another season no we find i don't know if we find out fully because there is an episode in season one like mid part Mm -hmm. that's like his first begins episode yeah it's it's later in the season it's like halfway through the season yeah Um, i think we learn the story but then when we get bobby begins like we really we dig into it more yeah Yeah. but i'm yeah yeah we learned it in the first season yeah and you know i think this was the first episode where bobby had to deal with the jumper yes yeah i think that was their first call and uh you know that's he's you know obviously struggling with you know losing her and yeah yeah. so and then even the priest was like you know it must be hard finding being our first responder and you know you find and then bobby's like you find ways to cope and then we also find out that he's an alcoholic Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's had a rough rough go of it, and Bobby's like, yeah, some of us drink, some do drugs, some gamble, some are sex addicts. Which intro to Buck stealing a fire truck and speeding <laughs> oh, down the road. Oh boy, this made me following think of, a girl. <laughs> yeah, this made me think of a couple things. So like in the crossover when um Buck tells TK that he basically stole a fire truck in my head the other day when I was <gasps> thinking of this, I'm like, TK definitely doesn't know why he stole a fire truck. He just exactly. knows. He's Stole one, and I wish TK knew because that'd be so funny for him to be like, you do what now? He would be judging. Like I feel like he would (laughs) slightly be judging him a little bit. Oh yeah, I I I do be like that. It's because like they're about the same age. Buck's maybe even a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a couple. I think he's two years older. Worlds more mature than he was at this stage, and so we just like you do what? Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. only possible. I know, right? He like just gives him the like brief summary of what he used to do. He doesn't explain why. <laughs> yeah, right. Can I like? Uh, can I take Carlos out of my truck? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Carlos is too much of like. Carlos gives me like a uh, golden boy, like church boy kind of vibes. So I feel yeah. like Carlos would never stand for that. <laughs> Which I think is why oh. the fan fiction's all write him like that. Like um. Kinky or something like that is just because he's such the golden boy. Yeah. Anyway, this is not about Lone Star today, but still, you knew we had to make it about it for like oh, two yeah. seconds. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm refer back to there, the name of the podcast. There are a lot of parallels. Yeah, so many yeah. parallels, and I think that's what I love about nine one one and nine one one Lone Star is that there's so much. so many times where you see similarities but you also see the differences which make the shows unique Mm -hmm. yeah so you don't so similar you wouldn't need to watch one or the other like right but they're so different you'll you'll just catch like an easter egg a parallel or something and be like oh that was in the other but right yeah and you know you get those elements where like you see like hey you know because we've talked even in the lone star episodes like oh yeah they didn't they do something like that in 911 or yeah and then or we'll come up with something how's it going to me just going to where so um that this right, right. <laughs> um so anyways 
the first time we see Buck is he's driving down, you know, he meets up with a girl and she, he says, now, wait a second. You know, he's got this nickname of fire hose online and he's like, now, wait a second. He said, if I can get, get to you in five minutes, I could have you or something like that. And so uh, they end up uh, making out and doing stuff in the, in the back of the truck. And I have extreme then, problems with his perception of women <laughs> that yeah, are coming across yeah. in this episode. Let me just say that. Oh yeah. Which I don't think that's generally how he is. It's just what is come across that's probably also what matured Mm -hmm. Um, because that you can mature out that kind of mindset but it's like i had so many problems with buck in this season but episode particularly (laughs) also isn't this the one in which he kills a snake yes oh yeah i I will ever begrudge him that Mm. just like hen just like hen (laughs) yeah like wow (laughs) i remember she's just like (laughs) yeah is there a solution for everything killing everything macho white boy types yeah <laughs> it's like why don't we just kill it i mean she's not wrong <laughs> yeah um yeah so buck comes back to the station so we find out you know like a little bit about his relationship with bobby that thus far you know they've kind of had this father-son relationship and bobby's like yeah you know I've, i I know you kind of call me pops and we've gone to a bruce springsteen con- was it bruce springsteen yes or- some concert together and you know but he's he's trying to put in this thing and he's like you do this again you know your first strike and you know two more times you're out which buck does not know how to listen to um right right but um but then it leads to their first like big call and it's a baby in the wall that's when you know this is gonna be interesting yeah that was so like disturbing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like because it was because like somebody gave birth on a toilet and like flushed it but i'm like how does that happen like yeah yeah. like i I think wasn't it a teen trying to hide the fact she was having a baby or something like that okay quick warning for everybody watching the uh or listening to the episode i have been busy with midterms and i have not watched the season in a long time (laughs) so i'm literally going off of notes right now it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. I'm so just, it's like warning everybody else. Like, um. I think it was, yeah, I think there was an older, like, non, um, a man, uh, non-American or non-English speaker person. And he had, a, like, a teen daughter who, I think she'd gone upstairs to, like, a construction zone and, like, dropped the baby in a drain pipe down. And so the baby got stuck. Yeah. And Which, so they had know, to, like, newborn? break this. Yeah. You're, you're really lucky it didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to figure out how to get it out of the wall, get it out of the pipe. Um, and they're running out, which we are quickly introduced to Athena um, as the I police officer. Love Athena. Yeah, she was <laughs> awesome. Just from the moment I saw her, I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She's probably so, one of the only characters I loved immediately. Right. And I think at one point, Hen has, started, has to run around and, like, tell people not to flush the toilets while they're dealing with the baby. Oh. And she, she's Well, you don't like, want to drown it. Yeah. So Hen and Athena kind of have a moment of, like, well, how's your day going? and it was like i'm like okay they're they've got to be friends because of the way they're acting oh yeah Um, and then they get the baby out and nobody held the elevator so bobby was like thinking about taking it downstairs and buck's like no i'm like twice as fast let me run (laughs) (laughs) so we um so buck runs the baby downstairs to the ambulance and um oliver who plays buck uh, has confirmed that that was a real baby and he actually ran the stairs um and it was his like first day on set <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was like extremely wow. nervous but he didn't so 
Let me he's just like, say that's a lot of trust to put in somebody for stay on yeah, set. Right. But you and, know what? Okay. And he said the baby's mom was there too. <laughs> oh, oh that makes it worse. Yeah. That's when you're like tiptoeing. Right, like, right. Very tightly. But yeah, so. And then he has his confrontation with Athena because she figures out who the baby mama is and wants both of the baby and the the mother to go in the same ambulance and Buck's like, we can't wait, we're not taking her and yeah. And so they Which, just like, like yeah. It's Which, interesting because at fir- at first you think, wait, this is the person who flushed her baby down the toilet. Right. But then you have to think out of the box. And that's mm-hmm. what Buck wasn't able to do. So I'll be honest, I'm not I think he shouldn't have done it, but I'm not condemning him as much for it because okay, yeah, first thoughts. Yeah, that kinda makes sense. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, he was not even very nice about saying his opinion. So um yeah, yeah that's like, about, that's it. If, um, it. if it was a grown like if it was a teenager. If it was a grown adult that did it, then I would under I would be like, Okay, yeah, yeah I agree. Right. But it's a child, so yeah. like you kinda have to like be like, Well, they they didn't but like they did know she knew better, but like she also mm-hmm. didn't because she's a child. She's a child, she was scared. So it's like perceptions and information yeah. right and and at first but you know because bucks tells her you know like if this baby dies it's on you wow and yeah, i didn't remember that part <laughs> um and then when they get to the hospital buck kind of has to learn he's like trying to stay with the baby and go inside and bobby's like no you stay here he's like our job ends in the at the doors and then athena shows up and goes off on buck about how the like, yes, girl please. was she she flat out says you know that girl was no more a child than that baby was and he, she's like it's not your job to decide whose you know life to save he goes uh actually i thought it was was our job and she's oh like, you don't go up against yeah. her no yeah, she was she, oh i'm like this God. is the beginning of a very rocky relationship yeah. between buck and athena yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because we get that talked about in a later season oh yeah so they're being like eh, he's growing on me <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, no, you definitely, yeah. yeah. Took a season, but. Well, and, yeah, and then you kind of see this, and I, I don't, I was thinking back, and I'm like, okay, maybe the reason why Athena was so, like, tense, I mean, because obviously, like, kind of in this same episode, we're finding out that she's been married to a guy for 10, 15 years, who comes out gay, and has been hiding being gay all, all their relationship. And they have two children together. And he just decides to tell the kids. And the kids get upset. And she she wasn't ready for the kids to know. And he was just like, I want to do it. So she's struggling at home with, you know, her life, the the family she had planned of having and continuing is kind of breaking up around her because her husband's, everything's changed. Um, so she's dealing with a lot of stress. So I was like, some of the attitude from being stressed or was it actually like all from the scene no it all comes it all factors you can't leave that much of your life behind when you go when you put on the uniform so probably part of it was stress from her life also her being a mom and like worrying about her kids in the same episode like that Mm -hmm. translates too um so like obviously you know it's the call in general but her as a mom and her as a stressed out human being yeah definitely so then we get the the call that we were just talking about about the snake and it's a woman is being strangled by her yellow and white bernie's uh python because that's that's the one that strangles people strangles the their food to death to kill it and you know they're trying to figure out how to get the snake off this woman's neck and buck ends up hitting it and you know there's this banter back and forth and 
we also kind of learned too that Chim is dating a gal who's um, turned on by all the fire first responder type job calls he talks about. Those can be the dangerous ones. And he's like, <laughs> I am totally using this as t- uh, as a story with Tatiana or whatever. And I'm like, I did not like that girl. No. no. And we will talk about that later because she gets in, but shoo. Man. Um. Um, and then, so the gal that they end up rescuing, because Buck does end up, unfortunately, killing the snake, too, so it'll, like, loosen up. I will never forget. There was another way. That's all I'm saying. There was another way. Oh, yes. There was plenty of ways. Um. Just get a zookeeper out. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. They could, I mean, honestly, because I've seen it on other shows, they could have given the snake a sedative that would have helped calm it down or slow it down. Yeah. Um. Which would have, it might have released some of the tension. Also, Um, general advice for people. Maybe don't get a 20-foot python. Yeah. And she she called herself a snake collector. Oh. Oh, no. Never go with someone who's an animal collector. I don't get how that's even, like, allowed. I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think it is, but, you know. I'm pretty sure you can't have, like, like... A venomous snake is not a pet. Like, I'm pretty sure you're not right. allowed to. Like, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are some limits there. Yeah, depending on the state. Because I know each state kind of has slightly different laws on what is considered an exotic animal and what's considered a pet. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, California's always done things differently. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, yeah, bro. But, I don't, I don't know. It's, but All I right. think what's inter- like, almost more, huh? about the scene is that later that same lady buck hooks up with <laughs> oh he steals another fire truck and it's like to go sleep with her on the roof and uh yeah bobby catches him yeah. and fires him yeah and buck's As like should. he's like wait wait i think i'm a sex addict and bobby, bobby's just like about to strangle care. him and push him off the ledge <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as yeah. he should right yeah like he can't blame him for this like i in a way i almost felt sorry for Buck because like he was genuinely upset but at the same time i'm like i'm still mad over the snake and also you're an idiot right yeah. <laughs> That's that well, was my whole thought process and I, I think bobby just had completely been fed up with the fact that you know he he's been trying to get through and and we know that on the in the pilot episode buck's only been there a short time they never called him proby but he has definitely not been there a year so he's probably their probationary firefighter he's only been there a short time and he's still learning a lot and And like this this period in time is where you impress yeah Yeah. because if you don't impress in this you don't get hired yeah like and it's like yeah he not only screwed that up he screwed that up big time Right. Yeah, and he has only himself to blame. Right. Truly, <gasps> and yep. And so the last of this episode is we get Athena is called to a domestic disturbance. Uh, there's a break in at a house where a young, I think, nine year old girl is being is in the house where somebody's breaking in. Yeah, she's like hidden in the closet or something. And they don't her. have the exact address, and the mother's not home, and they can't get a hold of her. So uh athena doesn't want to drive through with her her lights and sirens going because she doesn't want to startle them so she calls hen for some help and hen's like yeah i'll have you some help in about five minutes since buck (laughs) since he's fired and knows how to drive the truck supposedly Um, (laughs) yeah um he drives through the neighborhood with his lights and sirens on so they can hear on the headset um if the sirens get closer further away 
mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool idea. Yeah. And thankfully, through kind of the process, um, Buck kind of redeems himself with Athena, even though she's I mean, he still a, pissed he at him. He did an epic move. Like, yeah. the guy was trying to escape on the motorcycle, and he took him down yeah. with the hose spray, which right. that is a force, like, great force. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Is. So, like, okay, a little bit of redemption, even though... <laughs> Right. Still not all solved, and that yeah. gets him hired again. But yeah, and and uh, he, he finally admits at the end. He's like, I think Bobby said something like, you know, I don't think you understand the gravity of this job. And he's like, I I understand the gravity of what I lost. So he's like, kind of finally gets it. Yeah, I've caught that so, line. That's like an epic line. Yeah. Like kudos, season one buck. Um. Right, right. Um, and then in the next episode, it starts up with. You know, he loses somebody on a call, pretty intense call. Um, the roller coaster. My guy, heart just broke on that. Yeah. Yeah. The roller coaster. He's and Buck has to climb up there to rescue these people that are trapped and this guy is hanging and he just lets go and Buck was doing everything he could to like get him to grab onto him and he wasn't willing to and he just let go. Yeah. And so it was Buck's first loss. And we like, find out later that the same guy had been dealing with like suicidal ideations for a while Mm -hmm. and so it was most likely very intentional and so you know that that's even worse Mm. because you know it's a rough time and i really felt for buck in this because like first loss is always the worst and someone deliberately stopping themselves from being saved like that's very conflicting right and we didn't mention at the end of the first the pilot we also see is that while the firefighting or the truck was going through and buck was helping with that he was on the phone with uh abby oh yeah um, and she kept calling him firefighter buckley and then later on in the second episode abby and uh is watching the news where a buck is being interviewed about the guy falling um and she calls and, him to check up on him if i remember yeah, correctly she, she does which i thought that um, was kind of sweet Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we see the kind of the blossoming beginning of a relationship with them. We don't know where it's going. Yeah. And I and you know, they go back to the station, Buck and the team, and they're talking about it, and then Athena comes in and there's the joke about, you know, we don't usually let police officers come, you know, <laughs> hang out with the firefighters, <laughs> but we'll make an exception. because um, Hen says she's gone through some stuff at home. Yeah. And I love the description Athena comments. She's because they're talking to Buck about his first loss, and she says, "Well, you know why we wear the uniforms, right?" And he goes, "Because we look good in them, or something like that." <laughs> Which was very like, difficult. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of others say something, and then she says, "We wear it because then when we take it off, all that stuff can go away, and we don't have to take it home with us." Which that requires a lot of compartmentalization. Right, right. It can be done. And, and that comes with being in the job for a while. Yeah, you've got to train yourself to do it. In this episode, we also meet Carla. I love Carla. I love Carla. Me too. Yes. I was so she's glad me. she stayed in me later too. seasons. Like, I yeah. love that woman. I'm, yeah, yeah yes i do too yeah i love carla she's awesome and like she shows up and like abby's mom had been um locked in the bathroom and she like very calmly talks her through opening the you know unlocking the door and yeah i mean like i had experience with that and now i'm taking care of people so i am a carla um, yeah. So we have a very own Carla in the house, people. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I love kind of seeing that element represented as well because, you know, first responders, you know, come in different um, 
jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Central workers, first responders, yeah. like all links in. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you take I care love- of people so we don't have to come in at some bigger point. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think we learned that Carla's married and I think she says something about, oh, she's like goes through something with Abby and then she's like, oh, yeah, we have to take the locks off and you have to change the locks to something else so they don't lock themselves in. And so we see that Carla's got experience with people who have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's cool. Yeah. And then I think this is the same episode we get the um, Dobermans are attacking this guy. So Athena just stops at like the closest burger joint. <laughs> and she literally, hamburgers. she gets everybody out of the drive-thru with her sirens. I'm like, I'm not sure that's yes. actually right. allowed. Yeah, yeah, she cuts a bunch of people off and mm-hmm. she's just like, hold She's sorry. like, the emergency. Can I have some cheeseburgers, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then, then when like, she... You're stopping for lunch? And yeah, and that's then, what uh, I thought. Yeah, and then and when she, gets her, she asked Hen, she asked Hen what the like. So, what kind of dogs are they? And she's like, "We'll take a look." And they look inside and see the Dover. She's like, "Ah, oh, darn! I thought it was gonna be a." She's like, "It's a four bag. I thought it was gonna be a two. Because <laughs> she realizes it's the bigger dogs. And she's like, "I was hoping to save one for lunch." <laughs> I'm like, I love just a woman. Yeah, yes. Like, love the strong female characters in here so far like yeah right oh yeah that's what i yeah i love that so we find so the story is that the man was attacked by dobermans while entering his house but we find out that the dobermans lived there and that he was a burglar and um he'd been flirting with athena which i'm like wow yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> Seriously, which though. later she uses the number that was to call nine one one to call him and lure him out. Mm-hmm. And um, so they get him, which is good. But she has a lot of confined rage this season. And yeah, really starting to see that. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And then that's a, that's a good description. And uh, what else happens in this episode? Oh, yeah. Bobby encourages Buck to go to counseling, which is also when we learn that Buck had gone out for being a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. And Bobby's like, oh, I didn't know you were in the Navy. And he goes, you don't have to be in the Navy to join the SEALs. He's like, but they just want robots. And he's like, I couldn't cut the emotional ties off to things. Which that is so Buck. Like, throughout all the seasons, this is one particular consistent. Mm -hmm. And it's one, I think it's one of the most lovable things about him. Right. Like, if you're going to love something about him, it's his vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yep, yeah. I can appreciate that even in this. Like, okay. right. So he, he goes, goes okay. counselor. <laughs> and they hook up. Yeah. Halfway through the session, she he goes, I gotta ask you something. And he's like, did you friend request me on Facebook? And she's like, you should probably delete that. Because apparently she saw him online or whatever and he's gonna oh. friend him. And then she's like, yeah, you should probably delete that. And they end up hooking up on her couch. Which I'm like... Very unprofessional. Energy. I'm pointing fingers at both of them, but also especially at her because she's professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that should never have happened. Exactly. Yeah. There's no way but she has. Discouraging. Yeah, there's no way she has a job I, like that anymore. I, she definitely lost her license. If I remember correctly, um, in season three two or three, yeah. Everybody's going to counseling. And Everybody's going to counseling. And Bobby they're... says that she doesn't work for the department anymore. Yeah. Which I'm like, I hope she doesn't work anywhere anymore. I, right, right. I guarantee she probably doesn't. Yeah, like that's... 
it was interesting to get that closure, but like you can kind of figure it out. Like nobody, nobody's gonna keep her with that mark on her record. Yeah, I. Well, because we. Honestly, we don't ever find out if anybody actually found out. I'm sure Buck said something, but like, I don't think he did it in like a, if he felt like she was, she was abusing her position or anything. I don't think it was officially reported. I feel like Bobby like unofficially got her fired or something. Possibly. Because I think the way it comes up in season three was like, Buck says something like, gosh, how did she Was that the one I slept with? And Bobby says, oh, she doesn't work for the department Yeah, yeah. And then Eddie says something like, you slept with your therapist? (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's great through her face or something like that oh were you which i i i love that he's just like what how can i not hear of this before right right which that's when you kind of get the sense it's not been talked about since right yeah um and then at the end of this episode we have um may is attempts suicide with overdosing on some pain meds of athena's from uh i guess it's an old injury yeah an old injury yeah, or like dental like, work or something yeah from like a year ago she said i don't know i couldn't watch a scene like i can't like i have too many like personal connections to stuff like that so yeah. like i was just like i know it happens <clears throat> but i can't watch it well yeah. and it's the same yeah it's that and it's the same for me with tk in season one like it's it's tough to watch that scene where owen comes in and finds him on the floor yeah yeah both scenes i can watch without too much difficulty but like it's always really heart-wrenching and um it's like even if you know tk's was inadvertently trying to kill himself and maze was like actually yeah it's just like it's really rough and i've never i've never been the biggest fan of may but i really felt for her i probably liked her best in this season yeah honestly um because she was going through what a lot of kids go through she was being bullied in school and she took it out in the way that far too many kids do which is attempting to kill herself yeah um which goes into the next episode which is where athena takes her to the hospital and then michael shows up with whoever he'd been out on a date with glenn um, i think glenn. it was yeah, yeah i think so yeah and because of this attempted suicide even though they get to see may uh a social worker from cps comes in to in in interview may and can't do it without with athena and michael there so they're like really pissed about it and which like that's rough and i actually didn't know that existed but it makes sense if it happened because of something going on at home then right you need to separate the kid and that's rough because that's also the time where you need the most support right and yeah and it was tough and and michael was feeling like he was blaming himself because he felt like he was the reason for it and that's when they find out that no it wasn't didn't have anything to do with him it was she was been bullying being bullied at school which i'm glad Um, they made it that because if they made it about the other thing like him coming out as gay i just wouldn't right seriously yeah yeah so and it's you know and i've lost i've lost a family member to suicide um because of medications causing mental issues and it just it's it's a mess so it's it's touchy for me and but yeah i mean i you know and i I know that like the cps gal was probably feeling bad about it because you know she doesn't want to separate the kids from the family but she has to know for sure that it's the not the family's like the cause of it yeah Yeah. um and they want to make sure that she's getting the right help too you know like if she needs mental health help for a specific thing should they get her the right help also like maybe it isn't the cause maybe the cause isn't at home but maybe the home isn't stable enough to recover at right yeah 
So, yeah, there are a lot of things. I feel like by now mm-hmm. the counselors probably had to have just, like, you know, locked herself off from it. But it's like, I do not envy her job. <laughs> right. Um, and in this episode, kind of after that, um, we see Chimney's at home and he's he proposes to Tatiana, which she rejects because... Yeah. Um, she apparently had broken, cheated on her fiance before and didn't want that to happen again. And it's just, yeah. So there's big stupid reasons. Flag. Yeah. Big red so just say, um, so he goes to the station and he's talking to Bobby and everybody and, um, Bobby's not really saying much. And then finally he confronts him. He's like, so, you know, when Bobby says something like, you know, she's not good for you or whatever. And Chim goes off on him because he's always so quiet and he never shares about his personal life. And, you know, Bobby's like, well, yeah, but you're not being real with her. And Chim's like, well, I, he really put his foot in his mouth, though, by saying things like, I really uh, feel bad for your wife having to put up with you and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. if only you knew. Because by now, us as the watchers know that his wife and children have passed away this is when you just hear like you just have mental head banging like yeah yeah no. <laughs> that's like no yeah. right for and a big they, mistake yeah and then chim leaves upset and the gets next... into the infamous accident oh yeah. Yeah. with him with yeah. rebar through his skull yeah, yeah. This i is... have handled rebar before that was something we worked with on the farm is steaks yeah he, I don't see how in the world he lived. But one thing, just the weight of that in his brain, those things are freaking heavy. But also, it went straight straight through his brain. Right. Yeah. Well, I think part of it was it was also through the seat, seat the headrest of the seat. So it probably like that kind of helped stabilize it. So all the weight wasn't in his brain. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So another another station responds, and then the captain or whoever calls Bobby on his phone and just says, "Hey, you need to come down." And then why? And then they all go and he's like, you need to prepare yourself. And Chim doesn't know why he can't move. He just knows he can't move. Yeah. <laughs> and he's totally coherent and talking. It, it, it's like barely anything's wrong, which that isn't unusual right. for various yeah. different injuries. You have something going at right, the right area. Yeah. You know, if you have, let's say you get shot in the head, you won't even know it as we find later in right. another season. Or you just have it the right angle and misses okay. just the right things. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that also means that his pain sensors weren't quite working. Right. So. Yeah. So they, you know, Bobby takes a picture of it because Chin's like, I want to see it. And then he sees what's going on. He's like, Crap. why am I not dead? <laughs> Yeah, so he's and Bobby's response is because you're the luckiest and unluckiest sob on the face of the earth. He says son of a bitch, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but because they had a smart idea, is like because of the severity of it, they knew if they removed the rebar and cut it, that they would only have a short time to get him to the hospital. So they just took the car, whole car, without with chimney in it secured him and then took that all to the hospital so they could remove it and then get him right into the or i'm pretty impressed with that like that's pretty smart that was really smart yeah bring a flatbed truck take take the car you know with a um police escort you're gonna get through quickly and right that's what happened and obviously tatiana doesn't show up that's so like oh this is just when you're like liking tatiana moment oh yeah Yeah. i hate her like i don't even care like how do you like i don't i get the relationship was basically over but like i feel like even if the relationship was over you at least 
make an appearance just mm-hmm. to be like i do care yeah and, and she couldn't even know, do that yeah. and you know she had reasons which explains i forget to who it was like to him it probably was. bobby because i think like, he she, was there he, bobby goes to her yeah yeah and like they're all fundamentally a little bit weak yeah and so it's just like yeah bobby's so done yeah but i loved how like ken and bobby and buck are able to go see jim and be there with them and yeah definitely um, yeah they're their sport and it's like this is i think this is probably the most fire family oriented moment we've seen so far yeah is that they're all banding together because one of their own's in the hospital yeah, and we yeah. get many more family fire family mm-hmm. moments after this, but this right. I think is probably one of the first major ones. Yeah, and one of the other kind of side storylines in this episode is um, more family uh, drama. Uh, yes. Abby's brother and his family is with Abby and their mom celebrating her birthday. Yeah, and kind of off to the side, the brother and sister Abby and her brother are talking, and her doctor her brother's trying to talk her into putting their mom in like a memory care facility. Um, So, and you know, he's talking about how Abby doesn't, he's like, well, you got the short end of the stick. You, you know, you don't have kids, you you know, you're not tied down. So it just was easy for you to take on mom, but you shouldn't have to. And so, and I, I remember going through that. Like I, like Abby, I was like, no, I'm going to take care of my mom because I want to take care of my mom and I want to take care of my dad and I'm going to do it, you know, and I, I want to, that's what I want to do. Um, I didn't not feel in that situation only views it as the worst burden ever. Right. They don't I didn't view s- it as like this tender caring relationship. Yeah. Right. It may be a burden at some points, but that you still had a choice. <laughs> Yeah, Usually. yeah, yeah. And I, Abby makes the same choice. She's like, no, she's like, as long as my mom's alive, I want her here. And and that's how I felt. Like, as long as my mom's alive, I want to, you know, hear her here. I don't want to put her in a facility, you know. And when my mom passed away and I was still taking care of my dad, some other things came up with my dad. And it got to a point where I had to make the decision to put him in a facility because he needed more care than I could provide on my own. Yeah. Um, or that we could provide at a, in a home setting. Um, so I had to make that tough decision, but I didn't make it lightly. It's a very hard decision and it's tough to this day. Like if I had it my way, like if I had all the funds in the world, I would like have my own house so he could live with me. And, you know, that's my heart. And in this case, you know, Abby's brother, he didn't have that same heart. He, he just said he wanted somebody else to deal with it. And in a way, Abby was, but he wanted to like put it in a, her in a facility. Yeah. And that's, and you know, nobody, not- each, each case is a unique situation. And ju- this, just like others, was a mm-hmm. unique situation. Right. And it rests just as much on the person being taken care of as the <clears throat> um, caregiver. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a balance. Yeah, and I and her brother asked some legitimate questions because you know he was you know saying you know you're you don't really have a life. Are you really living? And I'm like I remember those questions, and I remember people you know because my life was taking care of my parents. Yeah. Um, so I I lost a part of myself, and you know I had to build that back up. You know when my mom passed away and when my dad went in the facility, and I have done that. Um, so I definitely can relate to all the things that Abby's going through during this season. Um, but I just, I, yeah, it, 
this this was a this kind of really hit home and i think this was about the point in the series where i was like do i really want to keep watching this because of the abby storyline just because i wasn't sure like i could mentally handle it but i think now i'm thinking back i'm like yeah i can handle it because i've already been through it and i was already on the other side of it yeah yeah so what it was didn't just hit me fresh. right yeah and i think that was the end of that episode and we moved into the the big episode of the plane crash oh yeah yes yeah that was a tough one yeah so you know i this is my one of my favorite episodes i have two favorite episodes in the season this was one because of the airplane um it was also one of my least favorite episodes because of the athena storyline in this one um because she hunts down the girl that believes her daughter yeah i don't like that (laughs) i understand the compulsion I understand it, but it's just But like, that was a very bad call. And I have such yeah. bad secondhand embarrassment yeah. that I couldn't handle, like, her getting yeah. scolded afterwards and stuff like that. I'm like, I skip through that all the time because I'm yeah. like... Yeah, no, I didn't even, that like... So yeah. Also, that, that little girl... Ugh, just saying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the first thing in this episode that was, like, the book being brought up by Buck. Oh, yeah. And he's oh like, gosh. what is it about the book, too? Like, Han? Or, yeah, Han. He's like, I'm gonna go ask him. And Han's like, she's like make no, sure. No, no, no. She's like, she basically says, like, make sure he hits me on the side of the face where you don't have a mark. That's <laughs> 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 so good. Oh, my gosh. And he's just like, huh? Yeah, and he basically does, like, what he should have done, goes over and asks about the book. Be like, I read it, and Bobby basically snaps at him, as he should. And I'm like, fuck, seriously? Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. you don't know like, what seriously towards both. Both of them, yeah. Because, uh, l- l- I don't, I don't dislike Bobby in this first part of the season, but I'm not fully endeared to him yet. So it's like, okay, that's a little extreme, but also, but seriously, yeah. Well, like now, as like with time going on, I understand Bobby better. But yeah. I think at the f- time of first watching, it was like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Like I kind of understand it because like some people have like private like things that they keep like journals and stuff like that, and maybe that's what it was for him. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't go over somebody. and like be like, I read your book because like that's nah. none of your business. Oh, nah. absolutely. And like, and it's just like I want him. I want him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, and then they get this plane crash, and man, this was a tough one, because like we have the one storyline of the man who calls nine one one. He says these these calls are recorded, right? And then he says why he's calling and leaves a message for his wife because he doesn't think he's gonna make it. And I pregnant wife, his pregnant wife that we find out later, and it's just there's storylines, and there's so many like mem like for those who weren't there or around for 9-11 i don't think grace was no i wasn't <laughs> um, <laughs> i was pregnant with me then <laughs> there was a lot of the the plane the plane in pennsylvania was the last one to crash yeah and so there was a lot of people by then who'd on the plane who figured out what was going on and so they called and left messages either on 911 or called and left voicemails or uh, messages on answering machines for their family when they realized what was happening because they knew they weren't going to make it out yeah and so this this was really heart-wrenching to see just this storyline because it also it affected like you know abby took the call she was upset then she calls buck who's on scene who's already struggling with this is his first real major plane crash disaster and he's like she's asking him to look for the, the person Mm-hmm. who he unfortunately can't find in the the survivors and then he finds him in the 
you know, black tent Mm -hmm. is the morgue area. And so then Abby has to do the thing of calling the wife down and letting her listen to, you know, the tape. And so it was just like that storyline was tough. Then the mom with the little boy. The mom with the little boy. Which fortunately they both make it out. But at first you're really not sure. And just all the little things like the, the rescue they had to do and like the water being on fire because of the jet fuel yeah and it's sinking and um yeah it was just really tough and then it obviously like majorly affected bobby yeah yeah like well you hear the statistic of how many people didn't make it out i think wasn't there like 150 people on plane only like 48 made it out or something like that i remember there being some like statistic but like a lot of lives were lost that day and it's like yeah it's gonna affect anybody on the scene but also many of those deaths were either drownings before first responders could reach the scene or on impact so it's like it was a horrible crash yeah 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 and it was and it was on kind of like the like kind of on the beach semi on the beach but it was far enough out to where like they had to like really people weren't trying to swim to shore but weren't making it because you know it's the ocean so there's undertoes and stuff and the waves it's hard to swim through that unless you really are know how to swim through waves also like like, actually the impact and shock of going down because they still Mm -hmm. they that's a tremendous impact and they were going down at high speed they just they just cut out and the pilots did good in directing away from the city but in order to do that they had to put in the water and that meant i don't know if the impact would have been lighter hitting the water but if somebody was dazed or they were totally disoriented they could have been heading away from the city like it's not a good situation right and i think you know i think pilots like as we've seen the storyline of sully um the pilot in new york that landed his plane in the hudson and he did it he saved everyone on the plane by doing that because if he would have landed near where he was going to crash he would have it could have been severe loss of life um and so he was investigated because of it so in this situation like the pilots probably realized if they land near the city they're going to crash and cause loss of life whereas if he lands on the beach he's losing the life of maybe a part of your passengers or and so like you have to balance out again the pros and cons of each side which is a tough decision once again a flashback to 9-11 because if i remember correctly um there was a plane that landed in the field like uh, wasn't the pennsylvania Pennsylvania. and the passengers were the one that took the back if i remember correctly and it's just you have to decide where do you go down and they went down It would kill them, but it wouldn't kill anybody else. Which, yeah, as opposed to the, the World Towers, the Pentagon, yeah. it's, I mean, those killed the people on the plane and the people in the buildings. Right. Well, and, and not only did they lo- we lose, like, the people from the planes that mm-hmm. crashed, but they also, the, everybody in the building that died... Plus all the first responders that, yeah. And so it was just, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, even Owen talks about 383 firefighters died that yeah. day. That's not counting the police officers, the first responders, the paramedics. Yeah. Um, and that's just them. We don't know. I, I can't remember. I want to say it was in the high 2000s, um, low 3000s. Yeah. Of people we lost that day just from the 9-11 alone. So it, it's a really tough um, 
thing to talk about. And but I, I really think nine one one did really well with it. The number of and victims at the World Trade in... Center was two thousand seven hundred and fifty three, which the overall okay. death toll was two thousand nine hundred and ninety six. Oh yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense because like I've seen the pictures of the people who have died yeah. and stuff since I've been to like mm-hmm. the memorial and stuff like that, and it's literally mm-hmm. like so the, like. Yeah, it's so many to the point where they have tablets of pictures of them and stuff. So that's um, that's a Google race on the yeah. case. <laughs> like, how, how many? Yeah, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I feel like nine one one did pr- pretty well, um, bringing elements of that into the show, without like recreating it exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know and then we you know have the other storyline so after the plane crash we see like bobby's kind of in shock almost so he goes home and he sets a place for four plates and then like starts drinking because it really affected him yeah um on and on a jump back though just so we don't get too far i want to like do an honorable mention of athena in the crash scene because she was running with the airport security and basically She was dealing with everybody who got a badge and decided that they had to be on a high horse because of it. And yeah. <laughs> she literally arrested well, everybody that... on a plane in order to be able to get them off of it. Right. Well, because the security guard was holding everybody in the plane because they wanted to make sure that the plane crash wasn't caused and by terrorists. And literally bound yeah. and gagged somebody who was a- upset because put his up a father's body was in the cargo hold. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah. I hope that guy lost yeah. his job. He probably yeah. did. Because... That well, and in and of itself, like that, no reason. It was all caught on camera for one thing. It's like right. no, no, no. You were not the one being assaulted. Well, and uh, and Athena, when she was there dealing with it, she was already pissed from the fact that um of dealing with that snotty girl um who'd been bullying oh, May. The parents. So she was not in the mood to deal with these, you know, the the drama. Yes. And so when she saw the video of what the guy was doing and the the security guard, you know, detains the guy because he said he was assaulted and then you know, he tries to touch Athena when she tries to remove the tape. She's like, oh, no, She's like, oh, no you don't touch me. <gasps> I'm like, oh, yes. yes. My mood whenever anybody who I don't want to or have invited to touch me touches me. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, uh-uh. And so, yeah, she does end up arresting everybody. She's like, well, then they're in there in my custody. Because the guy was working for the airline CEOs. He wasn't working for like an actual police yeah. department, and so he had. She's like, "Well, you're in Los Angeles now. It's my jurisdiction." And he's like, "No, they're still on the plane, so it's my jurisdiction." And so there's a fight over that. And I'm like, "Really, dude?" And then she arrests everybody as well. They're in her jurisdiction. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I applaud. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily something you can yeah, get away with yeah. in real life, but it's a tiki shop. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. yeah, so back to the Bobby relapsing thing. My favorite, like, this is, this is, like, I like some of the lines that are in this because, like, it's when, I like the book, first off, I like the book and Hen found yes. him, like, went to his apartment. Nice. And this is when Hen's like, oh, we gave each other keys just in case we both didn't make it home or whatever. Yeah, one of us doesn't make it yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, like, they sit him down once he, like, comes to and it's like... The Buck's like, how long has it been? He's like, 546 days. 45 and a half for being picky. And he's like, 18 months. Just because I'm like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, my favorite, like, part of this whole thing is when, like, Hen's, like, talking about, 
like the metaphor of the redwoods and stuff like that and whatever and then like Bobby's like you calling me uptight she's calling me uptight and Buck's just like maybe ask for a little help once in a while and I'm like I love that I part. love that yeah yeah I did too and I and I loved Hen's metaphor um you know she's like you know why redwoods grow so high it's because they bend with the wind if they stay rigid they eventually will crack yeah. so that's where Bobby was getting the uptight part and I just it was such like it worked so well and i love like when bobby broke down he goes help because he like it was his breaking point like he finally realized you know he needed help and he he was hiding he'd been hiding everything from them yeah like no none of them knew anything about his past and why he was there and how he ended up there yeah like yeah like everyone has their breaking point but like if you keep everything in you're bound to like Mm -hmm. break at one point and usually it's at the worst possible point yes exactly so this is probably maybe not the most ideal point, but far better than like that it happened on the job or yeah. right. at a more vulnerable time when maybe they went a couple days off. They might not realize anything was wrong. Like there's a lot here that was fortunate, but this I think is when because Bobby started opening up more, I started liking him more. Like I already kind of yeah. liked him, but I liked him much more now. Yeah, mm. definitely same. Yeah. And so we're now halfway through the season one. Okay, we're doing great. Um, and actually, <laughs> oh my god, at the beginning of the episode, this is the Indian wedding, yeah. and this is actually one of my favorite calls in the first season even though it's tragic it's when they are dancing after the wedding and Mm -hmm. the floor breaks out from under them because of crappy materials yeah because the owner put built a third floor on top of it to put the ballroom in and the, the what was the floor was actually the original roof which wasn't ready for support of no, a... No, it's not made for that. <laughs> no, it's not made for that. Roofs are not made to they be danced on. They need to or, protect yeah. the interior. That's it. Right. And that's like... Fortunately, both the bride and groom made it out, but many others didn't. Right. Yeah, and Bobby flips out on the owner about Which, it. Which, like, and... a little unprofessional, but I don't blame him. Yeah, and this is c- kind of his breaking point. I mean, the episode's called Point of Origin, so it's kind of the origin of where things start. So we start to find out a little bit about Bobby, yeah. too. And this, like, this is a breaking point for a lot of people because also Abby's mom runs away. Yeah. And mm-hmm. well, Abby was sleeping. Yeah. And so we see yeah. that. And that's that particular storyline. Also, Buck helping. Um, like, this, that's another reason why this is one of my favorite episodes. Or uh, not necessarily favorite episodes, but why I like this episode. Yeah, well, this is the first time that uh, Buck has actually met Abby in person. That's true. Because they've been only talking on the phone. And so when she calls, he had just gotten home to his place, which he's renting a room from some buddies. So there was like, it was a mess in the house and the house was just like noisy and stuff. Um, And so he's like, I'll come and help you find her. And so he goes over and so it's the first time they met in person. Wait, was that? The place oh. he had with the guys that he went from, what was it? So, yeah, America. I was going to say Peru, yeah. Brazil, either way. Um, I, uh, I'm like, wait, I, about I just that. made that connection. Okay, I didn't know they actually showed, yeah. like, their roommate situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so this point of origin kind of theme throughout the episode, you know, different things we start finding out, not only about, you know, Abby's mom having run off, we also learn that Hen and Athena are talking and explains that her ex is in prison. And who is the mother of Hen's son. Yes. And Hen is with a new woman 
They're married Karen. now. I like Karen. Karen. I, I love just, Karen. Yeah. I love her better in the later seasons, but not necessarily Same, because yeah. of her character, mainly because I don't like that particular storyline that happened this season. And oh, we'll yes, go same. more into that as we get through the rest of the season, but mm. I like her much better in other seasons. Let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah, but yeah, so her ex in prison calls hen and wants her to come visit and so athena's like are you gonna go and hen decides to go without telling karen where well, she's going first mistake. oh yeah, yeah definitely that was the first bad move on her part yeah right and when we meet eva ava eva yeah um i was yes. like oh hey i know her she played tiffy in the unit i was like oh yeah, it's a cbs show from the 2000s so i really liked it and so i recognized her but um, I think I've seen her play yeah, something it, else, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, she's been in a couple other shows. Um, yeah, and like, let's just yeah. say, never, not once, not ever, have we ever liked Eva. Oh, yeah. We never, yeah. We never like have. Eva, which that's probably one reason, but... Um, if you like yeah. her, I'm sorry. And then, How can <laughs> and then she's like... How can anyone exactly. not hate her? <laughs> that's why. And... And she's calling Denny Diesel, and she's like, "How's Diesel?" And he's like, uh, "We call him Denny." That's such a so dumb Ken- name, like gas. Yes. So Ken, Hen, and Karen have um, adopted Denny. Wait, yeah. Did she actually um, name him Diesel? Probably. <laughs> that's such a dumb name. Stupid names, but what? I mean, that's yeah. definitely not the worst one I've heard, but that's definitely True. up there. Nothing will ever. Top what I've heard of someone naming their kid Hitler. That's what? Yep, someone named their kid Adolf Hitler. <laughs> That's oh terrible. But Diesel comes close. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely wow. does. <laughs> um, yeah, and like we sort of get more backstory on Bobby, which we'll save for a future episode, just because it'll be no. too much. But yeah, I mean, we, we do learn that Bobby's family has died in a, an apartment fire. And a little bit of how and why it happened. Most um, particularly that he is at fault. And that's something yeah. really hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why he's struggling with a lot. Yeah. And he turned to... I mean, he was already drinking and doing, like, prescription drugs. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so also in this episode... So Buck is out driving around with Abby. And he's got his Jeep, which we learn later on is, is special to him. Oh, yeah. It had been Maddie's Jeep, or at least a Jeep had been Maddie's. Yeah. Yeah. While they're there, they come across an accident, and Buck and Abby help rescue a little girl who's stuck on a body in a pool where a power line has come down and has been um, electrocuted the Manny (laughs) of the little girl. um, And that's like, and yeah. And so they help get the little girl off, and then. It, it was the first time Abby's really been a part of a rescue because she's usually just on the yeah. phone. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a big thing for her. But they end up finding her. Um, Buck uh, It's a call from Athena that they found her. Um, and it turns out that she had ended up in South Los Angeles. And a couple of guys, they looked a little rough around the edges, tattoos and everything. And she's, you know, Abby thanks them for finding her. And they're like, how did you know? And they're like, well, she just didn't seem like she belonged there. And she couldn't remember anything so he's like i've seen that before so it was just really cool like you know never judged a book yeah, by its cover definitely. you know i love seeing um i loved i so i love that element, you know this you know? actually this reminds me it's a completely different show um but another show that i watched had something a little similar happen and um it was one of their older characters and she had pneumonia and she mm-hmm. like got severely confused and just 
ran off and mm-hmm. they showed such an intensive search for her this was um based back in the early 1900s and like they like showed the hot heart-stopping moment when they thought they found her body which fortunately that was not mm-hmm. her but it was like it was such an intense episode and this scene will never not remind me of that because it's like sometimes they don't always have happy endings fortunately both of these did right but it's like yeah it, it's rough yeah yeah and the next part's kind of like i it's so funny i like this is probably my favorite part of the whole episode mm-hmm. like buck walking in being like it's a beautiful day henrietta my love and she's like call, call me Henry, 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 whatever. <laughs> again you're gonna you're going, you're going over, over the balcony and buck's just like okay then poppy oh captain my hip so captain and he's like are you high are you high <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not high. I met a woman, too, actually. I met a woman and, and her mother, and I didn't have sex either. I'm like, I love that. That seems my favorite, just because it's so, I don't know, it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. so. I love my life. No, I'm not high. No, I'm not high. I didn't have sex with either of them. It's like, <laughs> I, I hope not. specify that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but still. <laughs> oh, is this the one with the car wash scene? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. that funny. <laughs> the car the guy wash. gets cleaning and he gets wrapped up in a hose on one of the brushes, and the it goes wash. round and round and round. <laughs> and yeah. the replay video, we have Buck and Hen, or Buck and Bobby, or Buck and Hen. I forget who exactly. No, okay, Buck and, okay. And, and Bobby. Yeah. I don't remember who was laughing first. Yeah, but so, they're dying so, of yeah. laughing. Yeah. So, like, Buck laughs first for the guy. is like, replay it, replay it. And Hen's just like, be professional. Which and that is. Then Hen starts laughing. Like, we get a later parallel, I just realized, of that in Jinx. <laughs> be yeah. professional. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the helium. Yeah. Hen, Mama Hen. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then, and then like, she starts laughing. Yeah. She starts laughing. Then Bobby comes in and I was like, guys. And then he starts laughing. Which and is, the guy, and the manager or owner, whoever, is just kind looking like huh yeah like yeah and then he eventually gets into it and starts laughing too yeah but it's like this is basically the first time that like you see bobby like laugh or like be Let like lose. happy yes yeah. exactly um, which leads to him doesn't hen and him have a conversation something like uh she's like i don't think i've ever seen you laugh that hard or anything like that and yeah i think um, so she uh he says well he's like let's go back to the station he's like i'll introduce you to somebody and she goes who and she's like me like, and it's kind of he decides to kind of open up i think to the team yeah. oh i love that yeah so yeah so the next episode is a, a valentine's day themed episode Screech. um just saying yeah singles awareness day as singles i like to call it. Yep. oh i love that singles of the world unite <laughs> Yep, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know. This episode was just like <laughs> this was all over the place. That's yeah, what it was. like I don't even care about most things that happened in the episode. Besides, the, like the most iconic thing that happened in this episode was probably like Buck basically choking on bread and having to um be brought to the hospital. But even for that, Abby performing a tracheotomy on him. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but honestly, the reason I remember this episode is because of the crazy chick who cut up her date oh yeah same that was oh, cool. and that held that, athena like, hostage yeah. that was crazy yeah yeah that was she crazy was so insane well 
Yeah. Shoot, the episode starts yeah. psycho. Like, this guy decides to fake an emergency landing in his plane so his girlfriend will open up the instruction manual so she'll see the will you marry me sign. I'd have choked him. I'd have killed him. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably and she, she ends up, like, having a panic attack or something and it causes her heart to stop oh yeah well I was like, yeah <laughs> i don't think it was a panic attack i think it was like well it was like broken heart syndrome so mm-hmm. like it makes it mimics like symptoms of a heart attack yeah, yeah that's it yeah broken heart syndrome is a temporary heart condition that's often brought on by stressful stressful situations and extreme emotions it can also be triggered yeah. by serious yeah. physical illness or injury well the first part of that she had all of it <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll do it. And yeah. she still accepts him, if yeah. I remember correctly. Which I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure I would after that. And then she yes. slaps him. Oh, which yeah. I'm like, As he deserves. Go. There you go. He deserved that. Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, the only really other thing that happened was, like, um, Chimney coming back. Oh, yeah. And, like, the cake. <laughs> the cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, with the liquor stuck through the head. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> I mean, Owen's tumor cake definitely still beats this cake. This one's pretty epic, I guess. I want to know mm-hmm. where my mom went their bakers. I yeah. know. I've never seen, like, cakes like that. Yeah. It's got to be, like, just, like, a special, like, effects, like, baker, I swear. Uh, I mean. It's, like, so, like, yeah. and like else. Yeah. And, like. Abby comes to like the 118 this episode for Chimney's party because Buck invites her and meets everyone. And like, it's just funny to see like Bobby's not like expecting like that she's there for Buck. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. um, my friend invited me. Oh, you're a friend of Chimney? So no. And then Buck comes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think probably the best line of this, and it's when. Abby's talking with her mom and Carla about Buck, and like she asks him on a date. He says no. But I think the best line of this was like, the right kind of no is better than the wrong kind of yes. And I'm like, starts applauding. Right. Because I was once in a situation where it was like, um, better to do the right kind of no at the time and wait for the right kind of yes to come around and that was like on my end it's like it's an important distinction i was like so yeah best line in my opinion at least yeah and don't they decide to go like the next day or something on a date for valentine's day and then that's when buck's so nervous like and i love the element of like buck um getting ready for the date at the station and bobby helping him with his tie and stuff so i love like that little element of the father-son relationship yeah then he's so nervous, he just chokes on the bread, and she has to do a tracheotomy on him. That's that like, is nuts. I was not expecting that. No. Like, yeah. I could see being nervous, but definitely not the tracheotomy. Yeah, like, yeah. really? Well, yeah, like, the whole point was, like, if she didn't do it, he was gonna die. Like, you couldn't right. have just had them have a normal date? <laughs> Seriously? No. It's 9 on one No. <laughs> just, like, for once? No. Tell you what, Buck is never going to go to a restaurant for a first date ever again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Alright, and then, you know, yeah, there wasn't a lot in this episode. I mean, yeah, it was, it was an episode, but, I don't know, I thought the full moon, the next one, I think, yeah, was better. Oh, yeah. is another one that I really like. I always forget about this one when I listen to I favorites, like but this. this is a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I like this, but I never go back to rewatch I it. I rewatch it, but <laughs> I usually don't do it too late at night, because <laughs> it's too spooky. Not, mm, yeah, I just yeah. don't really like some of the things that happen in this episode, so, like, I- being the guy who's so drugs he eats people. I'm just gonna say that one. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Yeah, yeah. that's not one I like. Yeah. I'd rather... Especially... Ugh. Yeah, I'd rather watch Jinx and watch this, though. Yeah. So. There's, like, mm-hmm. there's one element in this that I hate more than anything, but we will get to it. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I think we start with having Karen at home, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened uh-huh. there. Yeah. So, like, I'm going with I you don't guys. either. I think it was that... Karen wanted to have some time and Hen's like no I need my sleep because I'm going on 24 hours and it's a, a full moon she's like everything gets mm-hmm. crazy I've, I've never heard this before I saw that this episode I never heard the whole full moon thing. you never heard oh, like, that? I have oh, I, no. I have that. man oh yeah no. me too I was with it. Like, <laughs> man, it, it, it's true and it kinda, I don't know if I believe it go on the full moon let's just be honest yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like how people, some people feel about Friday the Thirteenth. Though, like I never some care people about think, that, yeah. See, mm-hmm. I've never like I don't like I don't think like I don't believe it. <laughs> right, I, I, yeah. So yeah, this episode is crazy. So we got Hen and Karen stealing multiple stuff. women going to labor then, at a yoga class. At this, yeah, Saudi yoga class. One of the women, I guess, got frozen in a position. They, Bobby yeah. thinks she slipped her di- slipped a disc. Um, so Buck and Bobby, cause so they Hen and Chin are in one ambulance. Buck and Bobby are in a different one because they realize on a full moon they need to divide and conquer. Wasn't it like four? <laughs> um, so Buck and Bobby labor. respond to the yoga class. Yes. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. All at the same, and one of them, I think. One of them gives birth naturally without any meds. Another one gives birth, and then another one goes into labor. But she's her, too small. Her pelvis um, is too small for the baby. Yeah, her. Yeah, so they have to do a yeah. C-section, which they can't do there, obviously. So they have to get her to the hospital. So that's just like, and it's all kind of happening at the same time. And and I I loved in that scene where the um, yoga teacher was like, "I should have canceled tonight. I knew this was gonna." <gasps> oh my gosh! Uh, if I remember, that's honestly funny. Slightly panicking because. Right. And Bobby's like, oh, I'll walk you through it. I've done it, you know, a bunch of times. And, you know, because he, this is obviously Buck's first time oh, delivering a baby. Mm-hmm. And boy, does he get an introduction. Oh, yeah. And he's, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Um, I, and then unfortunately, you know, we do have the storyline of Hen where she does end up, her, Ava has been out, of, gotten out of prison and Hen goes over and they end up sleeping together Ooh. which i hate oh, i could have like... handled dealing with buck in the first season but the hen storyline on top of that with the cheating and everything is like the cherry on top of the cake of why i don't rewatch the first season because i hate that storyline but right. particularly since yeah. hen is in my top three favorites yeah i can't get past like obviously i don't hold it against her like now no no, no i don't hold it against later. her later but it's still like but it's I can't watch it, and I don't like that this happened because it's like, would that ever actually happen in real life? Uh, I, I mean, mean, cheating is like inevitable. Happened in real life. I know, but like on a full moon, I don't know if I buy it. I don't know. It's like it's just like so like much. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna cheat, if you're a cheater, you're a cheater. So like, you're right. gonna cheat, but like this, I'm like, uh, what? I yeah. I, I think for me, the only call in this episode that I really like. Ugh, laughed about and like was hilarious was the um because we learned a little bit of buck about it um after the yoga class incident with all the pregnant women they go to a gay couple at their house and the guy's in the bathroom he's having all these abdominal pains and he's not sure why he's constipated he can't go and his boyfriend or his fiance or whatever is there is just like i don't know what's happening but he's being able to kill him 
Right, and they see they talk about sushi, and then what, the guy that's in pain and Buck start having a conversation about like health stuff, and then they like, and they're like, we can talk about that later. And they get in the ambulance, and the guy's like in pain, and he's like, I feel something moving. And then they look and see there's a tapeworm coming out of the guy. That's gross. And and Buck's like, and Bobby's like, okay, well, we'll get you on some meds, and we'll do this. And Buck's like, well, I'll just take it out now, and. And Bobby's all queasy. He's like, seriously, you can deliver a baby, but this makes you queasy. <laughs> Which, like, the it's a worm coming out of somebody's arsehole. So I can right. understand and, why yeah. it makes them Right. Yeah. And, and then Bobby's like, how do you know so much about this? And he's like, well, we had to deal with them a lot. I spent a, s- a summer in South America bartending, and we had to deal with them a lot. And he's like, eh, it's a circle of life. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't think Elton John had that in mind when he wrote that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's that's great um, yeah. i love that scene. and then yeah that that was a hilarious scene and, and then i've always um, thought <laughs> this doesn't have to say in the episode if we don't want to keep it but i've always thought oh, that was a bit interesting going back to sex after that oh <laughs> oh man um yeah and i i think at the beginning of this episode we'd also had i think it was hen that said something about crazy things happen or you know some normal people do crazy things on um, a full moon and then um at the very end of the episode buck shows up at abby's and they end up sleeping together yes so that was their like first time together yeah. I, don't think I, thought, I didn't think they had i didn't think they maybe i'm just getting a different episode in mind i didn't think they slept together quite yet yeah and not yeah they do yeah in this episode i guess did. the other is just earlier yeah mm-hmm. yeah so moving on to Karma's a bitch because yeah, of the tiger element. Me too. Um, and yeah. I just sound like, yep, you're showing it. You're showing it. Karma's a bitch. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So blood drive. Oh yeah. Like. Yeah, I think was it Chim that planned it because it was he had to get blood. Uh, transfusions in the hospital because of his injury. Yeah, or something. and he wanted to give back. Um, for like all the he had and stuff mm-hmm. so it was like his gift back mm-hmm. and stuff and like everyone donates except for bobby of course and he's like he's like i won't do it and and like stuff and like because he's afraid of needles i'm like i won't mm-hmm. get i won't get blood and i'm okay with that but not because i'm afraid of needles i just won't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just like I've had to have blood taken enough in my life where I'm just like, no, yeah. I don't want to. I think I had it like once when I got electrocuted. <gasps> oh no, I used to have to get right. blood taken like twice a month for like eight months. So yeah, yeah. but I think Bobby does end up yeah. giving the blood. Well, obviously because that's part of the story. Of yeah, the show. and then their one of their calls is a porch pirate is a woman's running up on people's porches and stealing their yeah, stuff. Karma. She ends up tripping. Karma. Karma. She actually shows up in another season mm-hmm, doing similar things oh, yeah. and i'm like, like i loved that connection same yeah yeah uh, can't remember i don't know somehow there's the guy we don't know who it is right away and his like nephews or something are at the zoo mm-hmm. and the tiger won't do anything so he starts throwing rocks at the oh, tiger yes. to get the you, know, you don't taunting taunt it. an animal especially a world-renowned predator yeah I just that father. Okay. Yeah, that bothers me. Like they're throwing pine cones at the tiger, and like animals, and like I feel bad for like especially like in the zoo, like the tigers and stuff like that, because in most zoos at least they don't really have like much 
places to like be like they're pretty much confined in a small space and like they don't they need a lot bigger space than they're given yeah and i always feel bad because mm-hmm. you can always see them pacing and i feel so bad for them yeah. and the fact that they just threw pine cones at them just to get a picture that made me mad and this is not an uncommon yeah. occurrence people do no, stupid people, shit right. to get photos it's stupid no. like what what, yeah. do you want to be the next and then, photographer? I mean, to be yeah, I'm honestly, yeah, I'm honestly surprised that like the enclosure was like down lower too. Yeah, the fencing. You def- yeah. I mean, because cats are tigers and lions are known for being able to jump, so I'm surprised they had a lower. Um, but they probably used it for the episode. Like it, that might not have been their enclosure, and I'm sure that tiger was trained. It was not a real like. It was a trained oh, tiger. Yeah, it wasn't for sure. a. Like you know, a zoo animal that they were doing, yeah. um, and, and I uh, doubt basically because we know like they had so well. Whenever they've had to do stuff with uh, animals before, they've had um, it'll hop in different shots. So the tigers never actually thrown pine cones at, um, right? Because you know, with um, Lone Star, when TK was yelling at Buttercup, Buttercup was never actually there. Correct. Yeah. And right. so, yeah. which he was so upset about it. Um, I'm like, yeah. Me um, yeah, so, like, that's reassuring, but at the same time, it's like, it's depressing how much similar stuff happens in real life. Like, respect yeah. animals! Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. That. Yeah, well, it turns out, so, I guess, originally, the, the, the tiger had, like, tried to skin um, a guy's arm or something, and then the tiger cornered this guy in there, and they come to find out that the guy that they cornered is a dentist who had been caught going to a game reserve in Africa and poaching he animals. a lion that was like, um, named and watched yeah. and everything like that. Like, right. Not knowing that it was until afterwards or whatever. And he, you know, so he's got caught poaching. And so it was karma that, you know, like the tiger ended up tearing him. Which I don't oh, think yeah. the whole um, not knowing thing was much of a valid reason because he still hung the head up in his yeah. office. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't like that. Go ahead, tiger, tear him apart. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure the guy didn't make it out that. Like, from what I remember of the episode, he didn't make it out. No. Which yeah, I didn't make it out. Like, okay. Same. Same. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though, like, few things I actually, like, like about... Like, I like this episode, but, like, the few things that actually, like, stand out to me are literally, like, Bobby basically getting called from the, from the doctor after, like, um, donating blood and him being like, yeah, we should, like, talk, but, like, in person. And, like, yeah. so he thinks he's, like, dying or something. And, like, so right. Chimney goes with him and, like, the doctor basically tells him that he, he has, like, bold blood because his blood can help, like, a lot of children mm-hmm. and pregnant women yeah. that have rhesus disease yeah. and stuff. Yeah, rhesus disease, it affects women, um, pregnant women and unborn babies, and it can cause miscarriages and the babies to die, be, um, be born, stillborn. Um, and so there's, I, there's a story of a man in um, Australia who has this golden blood who donates, and because of that blood, he's able to, like, save millions of kids. And so this is what Bobby just finds out yeah. he has. Yeah, and, like, the conversation him and Chimney have, like, Chimney being like, someone just told you have the opportunity to save thousands, maybe millions of kids, and Bobby's like, they're the wrong kids, and I was like, this always gets me. Yeah. Because he's just like, I want my kids. He's like, yeah, I'm some life- lifesaver, aren't I? That's why... 
I was put on this earth to do, but I couldn't save my own family. I couldn't protect them from me. They, and then he's, like, talking about the number 148. And he's like, that's the number of lives I owe for the mistakes I made. Once I pay my debt, I get to be with them again. And, like, Jimmy's just like deal with who he's like you're not talking about like killing yourself and he's like yeah uh that's like Mm. that like aches me because like i can understand like that pain especially since he lost his like young children and his wife like and he's like all like alone and like nobody real not very many people know this like obviously at this rate like everyone at the 118 at least knows this and stuff mm-hmm. but it's like you'll they'll never like understand it and it's just like it aches and stuff yeah right it, yeah and it was heartbreaking and i just you know and I, he he's trying to justify is after he saves x amount of lives he will commit suicide basically yeah and that's the deal he made with god and i think you know bobby's struggling he's still struggling with losing his family and you know and i we will learn in later episodes you know what you know causes um caused him to end up in la and why um he has gone to rehab and stuff so you know i just yeah at this moment this was what his thought was was i'm just gonna you know save the 148 and that was his sole goal in life but things change thankfully would you hit that and then number in closer episode, if you're paramedic but it's still not yeah. difficult to reach it as a firefighter right so also in this episode we also find out that um so side note karen and hen are living in is the same house they used as the dad in numbers um i i recognize the house because we see it in almost every episode i was like oh that's so cool they're using it anyways with all the karma stuff hen decides to tell karen about cheating on her with ava but before hen gets the opportunity he goes home and finds karen with a bunch of papers and the papers are custody uh they're being sued for custody of denny because there's um that they have an unstable home um because ava has proof that hen slept with her and that was the reason Which why it's an unstable home her anymore than like hen and karen but you know still sticky situation yeah. so then karen leaves with denny they go to her mom's yeah so that was an interesting kind of storyline twist but yeah i i i'm glad they like addressed it and didn't just like try to hide yeah, it yeah i mean that's you know? never sustainable like hen came yeah hen decided to say something and or it came out you know but i think um, it counts that she was gonna say it anyway even if she didn't get the chance to right and obviously i had a feeling when ava pursued hen in the first place she was up for up, out for something yeah and i didn't think this was what it was gonna be but we later learned because hen goes and confronts ava about it that um you know i had a feeling that she was doing this because she wanted her back and and ava was telling her it's like well we can have the life that you wanted and you will have diesel and that yeah it's a good description yep yep and then let's see another thing uh oh didn't so athena goes out drinking Mm -hmm. because her you know michael's home with the kids Mm -hmm. by this point they've established their divorce scene and Mm -hmm. like because you know glenn's already or michael's already met somebody and so she's gonna go have a bit of fun herself it doesn't turn out great right um well no that's actually next and then but you know still it doesn't she yeah she meets a guy that he ends up being a decent guy and she's asking him all these questions and then she finally tells him she's like well i'm a police (laughs) officer or i'm a sergeant and 
she wants back. Yeah. She's like, I'm sending your name and information to my friend at the station to have him check and make sure, you know, you're I like my time. Well, I connections in the police department before I go dating. Oh, yeah, my cousin would do yeah. that. Like, my cousin worked in HR, so, like, she was, like, gonna give, like, her friend, like, a bunch of people that she's vetted since, like, she can basically do that, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, and I think towards the end of the episode, we get that uh, Chim calls Bobby down to the a hospital, and Bobby goes to find Chim thinking something's wrong with Chim, but turns out Chim has met a family who their baby is uh, surviving because of the blood that Bobby donated. And so he introduces Bobby to the father of the baby. And the father's very thankful to Bobby for that because if it wasn't there, they would have lost their baby. Um, so it gives Bobby a different perspective on that. And so he decides, you know, even though he has a fear of needles, he gets to donate blood every eight weeks for it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a good thing because she's, like, making a difference and stuff like that. But it's also hard because it's, like, oh, Well, like, I mean, at least it's not, like, something more severe, like, bone marrow that hurts like how yeah oh yeah 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 bone pain is like the most worst yeah. the most excruciating okay, pain I've yeah. making me mad is that basically buck's parents put him through that oh yeah i'm gonna be right back i'm gonna hurt them okay yeah. so i the first major storyline scene is uh athena's in the new episode called <laughs> trapped yeah that's a good way to which put is it. the funniest <laughs> funniest <laughs> thing <laughs> like so she is having some fun time with a guy. <laughs> Ned. Mm-hmm. The amateur mistake of leaving the keys across the room. Yeah. <laughs> I never realize after all these incidents. Yeah, like literally you leave him across the room. Like, uh, what? Well, honestly, like, he, like, hand- she wasn't expecting, she was gonna handcuff him to the bed, but then he handcuffs her to the bed. So she probably wasn't anticipating that she wouldn't be able to get free or that she would even be handcuffed in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like the keys across the room, so she has to do what any person apparently thinks is logical and calls nine one one. Because I mean, it's the only number that she has memorized. <laughs> Which yeah. yeah, and then she. So I guess Abby gets a hold of her and then transfers it to Hen or something. Yeah, well, I think mm-hmm. she like I don't know if she gets Abby at first. I think she might have asked for her. Yeah, and then she gets. She tells her to call Han and tell her it's an emergency or something like that. And it's funny when Han shows up because she just starts cracking crack out. Han is me just dying of laughter. I mean, I would be, yeah, I would, I would be a Han. <laughs> I'd just be like, no, I am not, uh, I'm not fixing this. I'm just going to stay here and, like, scream laughter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah. helpful. Han and then, yeah. Han I, does what I would do is, like, take pictures. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Sent and then to the one eighteen group chat. Right, right. <laughs> and then I was like, can we just so nine one one, nine one one lone start, can we get a Tarlos recreation of this somehow? Please. <laughs> I want Please. It, and I want like I want Paul or Judd to be the one. Oh, I want Judd. <laughs> Judd. Hands down. That'd be so funny. Oh, like yeah. I can see Paul making it funnier just with his like sense of humor, but with Judd being the slightly uptight older brother, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he 
<laughs> never let it down. That's why <laughs> that would be great. Oh yeah. And I so so it, Hen gets her the keys, and since so she, she's like, okay, well, you know, and then so she tries to un, un like go uncuff them, and Hen's like, did I ask you? To, or Athena's like, did I ask you to do that? <laughs> she's like, I just want them. She's and Hen's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm funny. Yeah. And then, like, this is, like, the episode where you can really, like, notice that, like, Abby's mother is getting worse because she, like, slaps her mm-hmm. at one point. Yes. And, like, Carla's just, like, basically, like, go, like. Go beyond. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I think Abby was getting ready to go to work and then after work she was going to have a date with Buck. I think yeah. was the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the episode where the... Um, mother and son are like trapped in the elevator and like it starts mm-hmm. it gets yeah. stuck and then it starts filling up with water and like the mother I was just like oh my god like her kid's like 18 and like he's going to therapy and he was really giving it a fair chance I guess and like so she was just like oh like kicks him out essentially mm-hmm. and so like, uh what the what well, yeah. I always hate that kind of deal. Like, oh, you're 18, get out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just because you're like, I wouldn't, like, yes, you're technically legally an adult at 18, but like, I f- you were in no way ready to handle the world. No. Right. I, I would even argue that, like, your brain isn't developed fully developed till you're 25. So I would do- argue that you're not technically an adult until you turn 25. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh man Uh, yeah yeah i know my uncle i love my uncle dearly but he did that with his kids and it's like yeah yeah most people don't even have like a first job until they're like 18 or 19 so like i might kick my kids up at the time they're 30 but like oh yeah Yeah. yeah i know like seriously and then like in this episode is like the bug planning the date that's like a hot air balloon date which is something i would mm-hmm. never in my life want to do <laughs> right, yeah i don't know i would love to i think i would like to travel in a hot air balloon but um, it's like it's also terrifying it's right. like i feel like a lot like i feel like a lot of people get an accident yeah. yeah, that's where I don't want to this do it. This is why well, I'm gonna do it after I'm a firefighter. I'm sorry, right. I must kill my own damn self. Yeah. Well, and, and even like Buck's like, she's like, yeah, I've never been up there, but she's like, I've answered calls about the ones that have collapsed or crashed. <laughs> and Buck's like, okay, awkward. And then, but before they get a chance to go up in it, the she gets a call from Carla about her mom being worse and needs her to come home and which so she leaves Buck which Buck then kind of struggles with that so he actually goes back to the station on his day off to talk to Bobby to get advice and he's upset because this isn't the first time she's blown him off because of something with her mom and you know we find out he's 26 years old um, and he hasn't really been ready for a real relationship but he likes Abby and just is like I he's just kind of struggling with having to share her with her mom um and then Which you, you know, know what that is not unusual. Yeah, that's valid. Right. And then Bobby kind of reminds him he's like, "Well, she's a good person because she's dependable and you know, that's so people rely on her." Um so when you get into a relationship with somebody like that, you're it's that's going to have to come with the territory that you're going to have to share them and um but then him and Abby go and meet each other um 
for coffee and she does actually try to let him off the hook kind of let him out if he wants out um because she understands that it's a struggle right now and because she can't right now break out of the cage she's in even though she's trying but then he he's like the growth that he's had up to this episode is awesome because he actually says if this is where you're at he's like then i'm gonna be there with you and i was like i was really proud of him like yes boy yeah proud of you Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he he'd really shown some growth in this episode. Um, and then unfortunately, the episode ends with, um, you know, Abby wakes up the one next morning or something, and her mom's passed away in her sleep. Best way um, to go, but heart wrenching. Yeah. So like, it's tough on Abby. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because dementia is one of those things. Dementia, and Alzheimer's. It's it's a silent killer because you could be a completely healthy person with a memory problems. Yeah. Um, so you, you could live a long life just not knowing things. And, um, yeah, it's just, so I feel bad for Abby. Losing yeah. My her grandfather mom. had Alzheimer's. I think it runs a bit in the family. So <laughs> that's yeah. lovely, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's rough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, and losing family is never good. And, you know, but, the cool, the good thing is that her mom's no longer suffering. Yeah. And that's something, it took me a long time to deal with that, um, you know, when, when losing my mom, you know, like, but, but I'm glad because my mom's not suffering anymore. She was struggling there the last few months of her life because of the cancer and this, the, the side effects of the cancer treatment and stuff that other stuff that had happened because of the treatment. So, yeah. Yeah. So the new episode starts with Buck and Abby and her at her mom's funeral um, and then they're back at Abby's place. I'm assuming it's like a condo because she seems like she's lived there for quite some time. Yeah, that are a very large apartment. Yeah. Like, I do not know what apartment sizes usually are. So right, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it depends. Like and stuff. Like depends. On, like if it's, it's city, they're usually like smaller. But like, yeah. it depends. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of see like. A montage of like a couple of days or maybe a week after and her mom like abby's getting rid of the hospital bed of her mom's and cleaning things out and getting rid of stuff and you know putting her like dining room back together and which is emotional because you know for the last however many years term she's been doing this you know her mom was been there and now she's not yeah um, yeah no and then they also kind of discover some things like her mom wanted to travel but never got to abby wanted to travel but never did much anymore um apparently she'd been an olympic team swimmer or something and never really pursued that after she'd gone to the olympics this is when um, i have a moment of just going does anyone in this like show normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> no. right like really <laughs> yeah yeah like, that's like, but you know good for her like swimming but right and then i think uh carla and abby's brother are like he knows what's in your closet, <laughs> you know, so they're, they're thinking Buck's moved in and she's like, he's not moved in. Like, we're not there yet. Either yeah. ever, but they don't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, they get to the station and Bobby's trying to create a dating profile because <laughs> he's realizing it's time to get back out there. I, as someone who has hot, ha- I, as someone who has never done a dating profile, cringe. Just this way of doing this. Yeah, he doesn't know what yeah. he's doing. Like he hasn't dated in like twenty plus years. Which so, like yeah. I'm sympathetic to that, but still. <laughs> right. Yeah, and like the dating scene is 
probably changed like at least five times oh, since yeah. you stated. So like oh, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. learning cur- curve, right? And the team like checks out what he has on his profile, and they're laughing at him like he still has an AOL email address, <laughs> and he's like. Buck's like, yeah, none of this is going to get a girl. <laughs> um, and then Buck realizes first, here he makes the comment that he's like, I'm in a seriously monogamous relationship and I'm the healthiest dater of all of you right now. And oh, that like, is oh my sad. God. That <laughs> is so sad. It's like, uh, like good for Buck. It's so sad. And then like that gets crushed down real quick because somebody walks in saying that Buck basically ghosted him and like whatever. And he's like, no, that's not me. And like she, I think this is the girl that like slaps him and then like mm-hmm. leaves. And then and they're just like, yeah, probably still yeah, in a like- healthier mug in this relationship, but you yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next scene or one of the next scenes is um Abby and Carla talking and Abby gives Carla something of Abby's mom and they talk a little bit about her mom always wanting to travel but never did and I think kind of starts Abby thinking about things she's wanted to do but hasn't been able to do since she's been taking care of her mom, which, you know, we know what happens after that. Um and then, you know, we we see like so I can see like this episode is like everybody's trying to resolve some of the storylines from the the show like from the season. Yeah. Cuz it's the season finale. Like episode 10 is the season finale. Um so like Hen's trying to like confront Karen and basically trying to get her back. Bucks out on a date and gets another like girl approaching him um about this whole ghosting thing and Abby's like I don't even know who I am right now and now I don't even know if I know you anymore. So like she takes off on him. Which then, I'm like that's a little harsh. Yeah. Like yeah, I can kind of tough. understand, but at least give the person the chance to talk. Yeah. Like his Yeah. Yeah. Like she doesn't even like trust that like he didn't like like and do a anything. It, a lot of it rests in like first reactions. He was mm. clearly confused and unsure yeah. what was happening. You know, it's like Right. I know, like, I get that she was in her own thing, but she could have given him a little bit more credit. Or Very true. I think she should have, yeah, I think she should have listened to him. Yeah. And then we get this emergency scene where this guy has been driving down this motorcycle, he just got the motorcycle, and, like, ends up getting into an accident where he's literally torn in half. This is why I hate motorcycles. Oh, yes. and, like, yeah. They call motorcycles donor cycles for a reason. Yeah. And, like, my mom had to deal with an instant fair not exactly similar to this but same kind of outcome oh well she was on the job because my mom's an ex-cop and Mm -hmm. i think it was like an accident during the night or something like that yeah if Mm -hmm. i remember correctly the guy got torn in half too and it's like oh yeah mm -hmm. i don't remember if he made it out or not but yeah probably not (laughs) yeah my dad used to have a motorcycle but my mom made him get rid of it I don't think when I was born. I think maybe after I was born. I couldn't mm-hmm. deal with it. Like, yeah. I would be like, you're no. getting rid of this? No. Nope. I know everyone thinks mm-hmm. it's cool, but it's only so cool until you get killed. Yeah. Then you can't think it's cool anymore. Yeah. And like, if- they always get like, they always get like run over by a car and stuff yeah. like people on motorcycles. Like, it's just like, people and you would have don't... two tons of metal surrounding you like you would have in a car. Exactly. Like, that's why, like, if you get hit by, by a car and you're on a motorcycle, you're, you're gonna die. 
Yeah. Right. And I think and it's, it's so hard because like, I mean, I don't have a problem with people who ride motorcycles. It's the that the it's the people around like other drivers that don't always pay attention for them. Yeah. And that's what causes the accidents because yeah. they don't see them. But then there are those. I'm going to say it. There's those idiots out there that like when there's some traffic backup, instead of waiting their turn, they just drive down the middle of the lane Ooh, or the, um, is- in between two cars. I'm like, really? That's really good and get you killed like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just people making stupid decisions. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, there, just there for the fun of it. Riders? And, you know, even the people, it can be an innocent thing, like not even mm-hmm. somebody else. There was a guy who built the fence along our back. And um, his son got killed riding a motorcycle because of a head mm. injury. Yeah. I think the road was slick or something, and his he- helmet wasn't fastened right. Oh, man. And he got killed. He was only, like, 21 or something. Like, yeah. it was Gosh. tragic. Yeah. And it's just, like, it. yeah, that happens. But in my opinion, it's just, like, make wiser life choices. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe don't invite trouble. But, like, it's nobody's yeah. Room. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in this scene, Bobby has to like hold the phone for the guy while his son is talking to him and he's telling his son goodbye. And then Bobby has to like walk away because he has like a moment and he just like he and then Athena comes over to him and he's like, I know that was unprofessional and she's like, you know, we've we gotta deal with a lot of crap, you know, every day, you know. You can bet everyone in this scene will be going through a box of tissues later was Right, yeah, something like that. And it's tragic, especially with the element of the kid in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when the guy does end up dying, um, the po- other police officer grabs the um, phone and she's like, hey, is your uh, mom around? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So then Bobby asks Athena to go somewhere with him and she's not really sure, but she says, yeah, she'll go. And uh, we're back at the station, I think. Buck comes back in and he's accusing Chim of doing the, the ghosting of these girls. Um and it turns out that Who apparently uses MySpace anymore. <laughs> I know. I was like, MySpace really. Um, but somebody had seen Buck uh, on TV and had stolen his Facebook picture and created a uh, MySpace profile. And another woman had come in while he wasn't there, and Chim met her, and he's like, "Once she's calmed down and stopped throwing rocks, she explained it to me and showed me." And they started communicating back and forth with this person, supposedly, mm-hmm. and uh, got the IP address. If of I remember the correctly, Chim also location. got a date with the woman. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, I don't like you, and- but that's okay. <laughs> Go, Chimney. Yeah. Go you and uh, get over that. So him now. and yeah. So uh, I think Athena and Bobby go to church together. Um, yes. and, yeah, I, lo- I love that. Yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, and they kind of connect over the stress of their jobs, and I was like, oh, yeah, and not realizing what was coming next, you know. And then we get Buck and Shim go and find the guy um, from the IP address. They get the address, and turns out the guy's like um, dead, very, 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 <laughs> um, which dead. is why supposedly he'd been he'd ghosted the women because you know. So they ended up working with the coroner to kind of help clear the body out enough that the guy could be taken out of his trailer yeah um, forcibly <laughs> yeah Buck, like basically was like why can't we do it here like we should save him some dignity or something and then he basically yeah. like stabs his stomach because his stomach is full of like gases and like yeah stuff so yeah and, like, that fl- wasn't the best idea <laughs> no because no, it like explode he exploded like in he ex- he exploded, but like it's not gonna like Buck was expecting to like him be stabbed and then for everything to just like go out. Like the embalming process took 
hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're there all day. Um, and then Buck goes back to Abby's and kind of explains everything that happened. Um, which I'm glad why. he believes him at this point because that's a yeah. pretty fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he believes him. And that's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I get the hesitation just yeah. to give him the chance. <laughs> right. And then he notices bags are packed on her bed. And so she explains that. Communication. Um, she got a ticket to Dublin because she's going to go for a while um, for her mom because her mom never got a chance to and she needs some time to figure some things out. Um, she realized she stopped caring for herself when her mom, um, you know, she started taking care of her mom. And, you know, this is kind of a change, chance for her to recharge and really find herself because she's been given everything to her life and her mom and her job. But she hasn't really put a lot of stuff in her own mental health. Um, and, you know, he's supportive, which, you know any right and decent guy is going to be, you know, cause she needs some time, you know, her mom just passed away. She needs some time to, you know, recharge and kind of get back to herself and find out who she is again. Um, what you but, think valid? Yeah. Um, and we, you know, see like wrapping up, like Karen comes home and she's, you know, comes home to hen and, you know, Karen's like, okay, don't make me regret this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, like we see, she doesn't, but it's like, I was glad that got wrapped up as such. And I think, yeah. I think usually this would be people who are like, okay, I want to see more of the process. I'm glad that it mostly ended here. Well, yeah, I mean, it did mostly end here. Unfortunately, we do get a little bit more drama towards, I think it's the first part of season two. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a little again. less centered around as and, much the cheating yeah. part. Like, that's yeah. a problem, but yeah. it isn't as big a thing. I just, I struggle with storylines like that, and I absolutely hate going through them, and it's like, uh, so I'm just glad that it's mostly the storyline that's so- solely finished, like, yeah. going on the chain thing, is mostly done. <laughs> Alright, so then we get Buck taking Abby to the airport, um, you know, Buck won't go in with her, because she wants, like, why don't you go in with me, or something, and he's like, I learned a while ago never to go beyond the glass doors, yeah. but he's, you know, he's supportive of her, and she's like, I, 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 I feel kind of crazy for leaving him, you know, him behind, and, but he promises to be there when she gets back. <laughs> Which he literally is, he's, he's waiting. Um, yeah, pretty much. in her apartment next season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that but, is a whole nother storyline that oh yeah and then um we see bobby getting ready for a date um and he throws his book away that he's been keeping track of the people he saves which is and that's good growth, so which good. is a huge growth for him huge step for him they go to the date and we end up finding out that he's there on a date with athena i will uh, yeah i will say that like okay so when i first saw this episode like when i first aired i wasn't like i was like oh it's athena i'm like okay this is kind of weird because i at the moment i did think it was a little weird because i was just like well okay but after like season two and i saw the relationship i was like okay i like it like i didn't hate it when i saw it, but i was just mm-hmm. like okay this is a little weird like for me mm-hmm. but like yeah. i actually think that like they like, do make sense as a couple and obviously like they're like we they're a fully fledged couple so like but like yeah. i'm it's i do like it i like it um in fact, this is with the OG. I'm not as invested in any real relationship. We all know I ship buddy. Um, <laughs> but if I, if there's like one that I'm like, I root for them and like I really actively ship them, it's Bobby and Athena. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like it. I don't think I had much of an opinion on it when I first saw the season. Like, oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah. Um, but no, it grew into something I think more better than a lot. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was surprised, but I was really happy to see both of them moving on, you know, from yeah. the, their past relationships. Um because this and- was huge for them. Yeah, and, you know, in some ways for me, like, I kind of think about it, and even though Bobby and Mathena didn't really work together at the beginning of season one, in some ways I kind of feel like they're the um, Judd and Grace of Lone Star, like, Lone Star, like, kind of equivalent as Judd and Grace. They're the mom and dad. Um, because yeah, J- yeah. Judd and Grace are kind of the mom and dad of Grace. Yeah, because Grace is kind of that motherly figure, um, always wise, and I think Athena's very wise. Mm-hmm. Um I think they get along pretty damn great. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And Judd's a little bit more big brother, but he's still, like, he's still got the protectiveness. He's mm-hmm. still nurturing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, he's yeah. He's tough when he needs to be, but he can let down a little bit. Yeah. And I think Judd and Bobby have a lot of similarities just because they have gone through some pretty severe tragedies in their past. Um, yeah, I mean... If we wanted to go, like, full dad, I'd still say, like, Owen is still very much the dad of the crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, with, like, with yeah, the Yeah, that too. But, true. So true. Yeah, like... But if we were going, like, couples, definitely. Definitely. Definitely that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But all in all, I mean, it was a good season one. I was into it for season one. I liked it. I liked how they balanced the relationships and the the calls and the, the first responder side of it and how that affects your life outside of work. Um, I liked kind of the start of it, and you know this this was a good foundation for the show to start on. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. like a good start, but it's definitely not like a season I ever go back to rewatch. Like if right, same yeah. here. Yeah, like I hardly ever rewatch it. Like I'll occasionally, I think, watch like certain episodes, but hardly ever. Yeah, it's it was a good start. I this is my least favorite season. Oh yeah, it ranks by low. far. Agreed. And if I go back to watch it, then I'm going back to watch certain scenes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing a lot of bouncing in the episodes. It's just too many storylines in here that I had problems with. Yeah, too same. many characters I had problems with. Same. That same. evened out better in the later seasons. Yes. So I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that season one was their favorite. No. But I... it was a good solid start. Yeah. So Honest, yeah. yeah, honestly, when one of my... This is why they got renewed for better seasons. Yes. <laughs> right, yes. right. Honestly, when one of my friends, like, when I got her to watch 9-1 after Lone Star, I was like, she was like, oh my god, I love Buck. And I'm like, oh, uh, I what? don't. <laughs> I don't. I was like, just wait until you get later in the season or yeah get through a few episodes. You might change a little. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I think... I've I've noticed with a lot of shows like that first season sometimes even the first few seasons they're like they're stepping in so they're like taking their time yeah. um they're careful with the storylines they do you, you show and share because like they want to make sure they get renewed so they're like being careful not to go like full on huge in case it doesn't do well um and I kind of saw that with 911 like I feel like they were they wanted to include a lot of drama but they also were careful with what they did yeah yeah so yeah you're right it's it was a good foundation or I mean I feel like it was a good foundation to get them renewed for a new season to give them a chance to share longer and more detailed storylines later Mm because obviously the first season is 10 episodes so we only get like half as much than season um two and three and I'm is you know 18 episodes each so we got almost twice as many yeah um and far more storylines and yeah more characters 
good. I'm looking forward to when we tackle the um, newer seasons. Yeah. But this this was fun to go back and revisit. Thank you guys so much for joining us and listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor. We also are on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere that podcasts can be found. On iTunes, please rate us and leave us a review. It would mean a lot to us. You guys can follow the podcast on our socials at 911LSRoundup on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me and Katie at ForLoveTarlos on Instagram and at ForLoveTarlos on Twitter. You can follow me, Grace, at RoninRatha911 on Instagram and at SheepGirl31 on Twitter. You can find me, EJ, at EJ8302 on Instagram and Twitter. Bye! Bye! Bye.